0: Hi guys, welcome Welcome to to Girl Chat, Chat, where we give you the shoes of the week. I'm Rebecca. And this is Emma. And today we are featuring Mr. Isaacs, our history teacher at school. Hi, Mr. Isaacs. Hi. How are (laughs) you today? Doing fine. Do you want to introduce yourself? Give
1: us a little background about yourself. Sure. My name is Mr. Isaacs. I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. And then I made Aliyah to Israel. I lived in Israel uh, for about... Eight years, And then I moved to the United States and have been living in the United States for the last 25 years. And that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs>
0: wow, thank you so much.
1: For sure.
2: What were the greatest lessons you learned while living in Israel?
1: Well, that's a heavy question.
2: It is really heavy. We have a long time.
1: <laughs> I would say the greatest lessons I learned living in Israel... Was that um, a real feeling of family and community was being developed in Israel among the Jewish people? And it was really a unique uh, emotion that I had, just air of Shabbat, seeing everybody kind of coming together, an air of chag, and in moments of uh, crisis and tragedy, there's a a real uh, feeling that. Um, the Jewish people were coming back together again in the land of Israel. Uh, So from my perspective, it seems like it was really, really a beginning of a geula moment. Yeah.
0: Would you recommend other Jews to live in
1: Israel? I find that hard to, like, recommend. I just think it's really important that people consider it, because in my view, uh, we Jews around the world were almost like guests in other people's homes. Although America and Canada and Australia may be exceptions to the rule because everybody's a guest there, I think. But um, I I do think uh, it's really critical that people see Israel as the place that we came from. That's really our homeland. And that's where all our ancestors uh, started. And I think um, people need to consider that. And I think the best and brightest among us should consider a, uh, a life there. Yeah.
2: Oh, very nice. When you were younger, did you struggle with Judaism in any
1: way? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I did uh, for a little while and, uh, and different issues. But I think I think the key thing is to stay connected to the community and just stay connected because I did have a couple uh, years, I guess, where I had questions and uh, reflected about things, but just because I stayed connected to the community and to uh, teachers and mentors, that eventually I found that I was able to reconnect in those issues that were questions to me and were losing their meaning, but eventually they became meaningful again.
0: And if you could go back to your younger self, is there anything you'd want to say?
1: I guess so. Probably something like, um, don't close doors to yourself because you'll regret it down the road. So for instance, um, I guess in high school and in college, I um, started to drift into more like history and English and that kind of studies, and started to close the door on math and science, and I kind of regret it because I found it closed a lot of opportunities and doors for me. So.
2: So you're telling us that we should um, take every opportunity we have to just broaden the <coughs> horizon.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think that's well put. That um, that. All knowledge is worthwhile and practical, even though it may not see like it seemed like it's practical at the time, but I think it has practical applications, and it just sort of augments and supplements your understanding of life and the world, to have a vast uh, knowledge bank and to find all things in humanity to be of interest yeah. That's my view.
2: But why would I do something if I know I'm not good
1: at it? Like w- math. Right. I understand. So it's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but I think that um, I, can un- I can understand thinking that way. But like I said, when I look back, I wish I had applied myself more. And even if I had, I don't even know if I would have succeeded. I don't know. I might not have had math aptitude. Some yeah. people feel that. But like I said, when you sit and uh, you think about life and the world and whatever is your your specific areas of interest, there's going to be points that you're going to wish, oh, I really wish I knew a little bit more about that. Or I really wish I had a little bit of knowledge about that or this or that. That's my particular feeling that all human knowledge is interconnected.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Is there any specific opportunity that you really regret not taking?
1: Yes. But I'm afraid I can't disclose that. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. Private. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By the way, guys, he worked for the um, U.S. government. We don't know yeah. what. We don't could know what. what. Secret Mailman, AI.
1: could be CIA. <laughs> Cannot disclose that. Uh, I'll say, I never was, I, like I said, I never worked for the U.S. Post Office. And I never did work for this guy. Listen, it's okay. But um, yeah, I have regrets, definitely. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, and I wish I had done things, some things, differently. Yeah, uh, without question, um, for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can't get into them. It's
0: okay. We got it. No, it's okay. I think also a regret isn't necessarily a bad thing because you learn. It sounds cliche, but you learn from it and the next opportunity you're more likely to take because you didn't take the first. I think you're
1: right that um, I once heard from a very successful person, very wealthy person, that he said he had no regrets in life. But I kind of used to think about, what did he mean by that? And I think what he meant is, it didn't let him get, get him down. He had, there were things in life that he probably wished he had, could have corrected one way or the other. but constantly going back to those kind of failed moments it didn't let him didn't let him feel um, messed up or uh, cause like a stumbling block to him exactly yeah
2: what do you think of the quote you only live once so like you have to try everything like literally like it could be anything anything anything
1: well, what do you mean? Like you could. Tr-
2: it could be the most smallest things, like trying marijuana, or it could be something like crazy, oh, like oh, stuff like that. Like saying. you could do anything. Right. What do you think about that? Life is so short. Why not take those yeah. roots and just do it?
1: Well, I I, I hear what you're saying, but um, I don't look at it that way. I I um I sort of have a um, a chosen path. Okay. In life. So some things, I just can't go there. Um, I, I, I just that, That's my nature, I just, I just can't go there um, because of my chosen path in life. Um, I kind of more look at it like this, that, okay, you've got one opportunity, as far as we know, um, if we've got one opportunity, and that one should basically uh, live their life in a state of happiness, joy, Almost like wonder. Wow! What an amazing world we have. Mm-hmm. What amazing opportunities we have. Take oppor- make the most of our opportunities. But for me, for me, honestly, my motto, my motto is "Hachayva Simcha Ose Ratsan Habori, which is from the Balshantov, which basically it? means the one who lives in happiness does the will of their Creator. I love. So that. that's my motto. Just to take every day. A simcha, whatever comes my way, Latova, Somehow I gotta find something good in it. Life throws little issues at you occasionally, and just gotta.
2: You're never angry. You're never passionate. angry. Well,
1: that's because another key idea of mine is from the Rambam, which basically says that 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 anger is a really is to be avoided at all costs.
0: But what do you have to say to people who have big issues and go through? huge life experiences that are negative, it's very hard to be happy. You should always look for it. I know. But sometimes I, I know, and
1: I know people who have gone through really, really difficult, bad situations. I'm not you about like, even medical, even medical, bad medical or bad family. I can't, I can't, you know, thank God, I haven't really had to deal with them personally, but um, I think for me, my view is that you have to look at things uh, with joy you can't give up hoping that there'll be a good outcome that's another one of my happy phrases is that his rabbi Nachman of who basically says Ein yush klal, which basically means we never give up hope of a, of a better future there's always always have to strive for a better future
0: yeah and we were talking about regrets a lot but is there anything in your life you've done that you're very proud of or like like i guess the opposite
1: of a regret you are so happy you did i guess but on the other hand i somehow have a a few regrets about that now that you mentioned it, (laughs) okay to to tell you the truth you're allowed to disclose that's a fair one no 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 um what was the first part of that question though like that i'm happy with proud of yeah well i have uh personally like dedicated myself to like do a lot of learning so i so I do go out at night a lot to learn, and that's the regret now that you made me think about it, because sometimes I say to myself that I sort of like, neglected my family a bit, because basically what I would do is, like right after dinner, say seven o'clock, so I'd come home from work, I'd have dinner say, at six to seven, and at seven I'd leave the house, stay till 10, 10, 30, 11, to be learning with my friends. So I have kids, uh, I have a wife, uh, you know, I believe I did it with her permission. Uh, she certainly, seem to imply that. But I, when I look at my kids, so sometimes when I hear now with my kids who've grown up, um, and I hear my wife talking to them about, oh, we learn math in school and new science, and I just sort of wonder, like, where was I? <laughs> yeah, where was I there. when that all happened? So that I regret, I really do, that I. Probably, I don't know how to fix that, to tell you, the, I don't know how I would have fixed it. Um, but I, on the other side of the coin, I did take my kids like, on many amazing vacations. Wow. So that I did do. So whenever I had, like, in the summer, or when I was working for the government, um, I would have nice vacation breaks, and I would take them uh, on many amazing vacations all over the United States. We've been all over, in Canada too. So I tried to make it up that way, but I still sort of, I still hear it to this day, well, my wife talks about my kids, and I, I say, where was I? I missed, I just kind of missed that. Yeah. And I, I regret it. Yeah, I did. It's sad. Now, would I correct it if I could? I don't know, because I really like going out to learn. <laughs> to
0: learn with your kids.
1: <laughs> I did, well, I did, I did. I mean, my three oldest are girls, so that would have sort of, but my sons came to learn with me sometimes. Yeah, yeah they did. But like I said, I really did, um, tried to give them as much time as I could, but maybe there could have been more. It's easy more. to look back and say that. I know, I know, I know.
2: You had five kids, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Was it ever, like, insane in your house, or was everyone, like, doing their own thing? It was thing? pretty calm. Really? It was calm. I can't Don't relate. I.
1: <laughs> it was calm. I made my wife some credit, because um, my three oldest are girls, they were extremely helpful when the boys came around. It's like I said, the boys had four mothers. Yeah. um they they were very helpful I still fondly remember Erev Chag, Erev Shabbat the four of them in the kitchen and me too all cooking away it was amazing to watch it was really amazing because wow. they're very good cooks all of them yeah so um yeah those I remember fondly yeah it's, it's
2: very fun. nice yeah. do you know um what do you want to say to kids who like high schoolers like us who struggle with addiction to vaping and stuff like that right because that's a big problem in like communities.
1: I know stuff. I know it's very
2: sad especially I in Brooklyn you know I there. see it yeah. I see it
1: I do see it There's smoke shops all over do you ever go and even leave? in the orthodox neighborhoods there's it's vape crazy. shops everywhere and
0: underage kids are getting it all the time I
1: think the problem is is that people this day and age are looking for a way to soothe like anxiety and fears and disconnection and just confusion, like what? what what's life all about? There's, life's so confusing now, possibly because of everybody's so connected to getting millions of messages all the time. You're just like bombarded with messages and it's a confusing time. And I think it, that has led to a lot of anxiety and worry and fear so i think um, vaping and even things like alcohol or marijuana is a way to uh dull dull the pain yeah or 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 alleviate the pain or somehow expel the pain and i i think things like that the the downside is that you know they have negative repercussions like medical repercussions right they're not really physically good for you and it's it's a pity that people in this day and age, don't, don't get into things that are like healthier ways of mm-hmm. distracting themselves from mm-hmm. the confusions of life. So for me, I like us all go learn, but not everybody, so I like music and sort of improve your mood, um, things like that. I liked, I used to, before COVID, like to go, occasionally we'd go to concerts like at Carnegie Hall. It was a very good way to forget about the anxieties of mm-hmm. life probably better than lighting up a joint of marijuana. Yeah, we don't know. Do uh, right? It's probably <laughs> no, no. better. No, I, I'm just saying, people, that's what people do. I, I smell it out over my neighborhood. It's it's disgusting. All all so that's my view. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. That was
1: a very good interview. You guys are good interviewers. Really? Yes, you really thank are. Thank you. They're, you can close it, but I'll tell you honestly, I listen to a lot of